2: I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner.
0: I say we stay here and fight it out.
3: O.G.'s not actually racist against many people.
2: There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are
4: all equally worthless.
3: I'm not really angry all the time.
5: This is Kevin
4: destroying
5: the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking
0: garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay Tell who gay people
2: are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me
0: off. I have a Mego Isis action figure.
1: All mighty
0: Isis. Big Kev's geek stuff dot com. You
2: fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics, he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want.
3: some classics
5: going is is there anybody out there that doesn't think that the david lee roth era of van halen was the best era of van halen uh that's a good question actually i mean
3: i guess i shouldn't assume that you do but well that's the era i grew up with right you know that and that's i mean i mean that that was my first van halen so it's it's the most nearest and dearest to my heart i will say the the van hagar era produced some pretty badass music Absolutely, um, I, I don't. Ha- I don't hate but, the Van Hagar era, but, but I, I mean, you're talking David Lee Roth, the Coke fueled mid '80s. Yeah, uh, there's a certain, there's just a different kind of energy. Like they, they were more fun, for sure, in that era. Yeah, like definitely a lot more fun. But but
5: I, I won't. I won't discount the music of the Hagar. Era. There's some great shit that came out of that. No, no, no. But no it's, I don't. It's not my go-to. I don't want to discount it. And I know we try not to rank. Yeah. Why is everything got to be ranked? Right? But but. I mean, I think it's the best era for antics and fun, and just
3: David Lee Roth and the. uh I love that soundboard that's out there that isolates all his yeah, little. Woo!
5: Yeah. Yeah. <rounds> <Ded Sutra> <laughs> but that like, like when <laughs> I when I think Van Halen, <laughs> nine yeah! times out of ten, I think like the David Lee Roth. It's rare that I go I go and put on a Hagar era right, song. Right, right. Like I. I I, I hear don't actively, it. I leave it on.
3: I don't actually. I don't actively put on any Van Halen anymore. But uh, I have some know, in my playlist. Uh, maybe I'm about due to kill some of them with a vinyl order. I don't own any Van Halen on the on the vinyl. I mean, I mean, so... David
5: Lee Roth is like wearing overalls and kind of kind of looks like he belongs in House of a Thousand Corpses, oh, not oh, House of a Lord. Thousand Corpses. Uh, the other the one, Devils Have Eyes. De- uh, no, no, Devil's Rejects. Uh, <laughs> he kind of looks like a family member or, from uh, or all of the above from Nothing but Trouble, but. <laughs> So I mean, you know, you could be doing someone a favor, but I'm just saying. All right. So this is uh, episode 499. We're gonna call this one. Yes, that's that's it. Uh, I put down one more to go. Oh, okay, that works too. Uh, because in theory, we are one episode away from episode 500. You know, it would be perfect for us. And we're not gonna do this. Maybe. But it would really just be fitting if this was just the finale, and we just never we never came back, just never came back. Just episode four ninety nine, just pack it in and go home. Let me know about that for sure because we got to pick a good finale song. (laughs) Like I'll I'll bring back the sad cancer
3: song with the ukulele if we need to.
5: (laughs) Just just episode four ninety nine, your mom's box, and then it's and then it's and then it's over. Longer and then it's over. That's it. It's where it goes. Um no we're not we're not going to do that. But um we we should point out of course Big Kev is not with us again this week. Um we tried to have him with us this week but due to technical yep. and equipment difficulties. Yep. You know hooking Skype up to a computer everybody that's does a, it. That's a pain in the ass, isn't it? You know what it is? It's really if you record directly into Skype it's pretty easy. Right. But if you're going to go it's a little more fancy schmancy Yeah, if here. you're going to go from Skype into a board <laughs> a little a little, a little more. Um you need like you need another piece of hardware and we just don't have it and old Uncle Eroc is going to help us out with that but we just mm-hmm. weren't able to get it off the ground but um I I will say this we will not do an episode 500 Unless Kev is doing the show with us, right? so That's... then this is the last show. So this could be the last show <laughs> um, for like six or seven months. We'll uh. see. No, uh, in theory, we should be up and running for next. We'll week. We'll get this next week. Yeah, um, I have. I have some. I think. Uh, I think old Uncle is going to come by here <laughs> sometime this week and help me hook it up. So, I am confident. So uh, I thought. Listen, I got to tell you, last night I was confident. I thought I had it all set up. I, was I am all mostly confident. There you go. That that is a more appropriate, perfect uh, response for how this show I'm confident. runs. Eh. Yeah, no. <laughs> there, there you go. All right. Um, but we have a bunch of news to talk about this week. We have some trailers. We are going to talk about Solo. Actually, I think we're going to start off with Solo this okay. week. We have some voicemails. We have a con review. We've got a. We've got a. a we, packed... This is a busy show. It's a busy show. So let's get right to it. Sounds good. No more beating around the bush. Um, so, uh, before we go directly into Solo, though, we're going to talk about Toxic Fandom, because this will lead oh, into Solo. Oh, fucking... We, we gotta,
3: huh? Um, I guess we gotta, considering well, today.
5: I don't want to... I don't want to give it too much credit. It's not belabor. But we have and, to talk about and it. And give, the, give these assholes um, more fire. And, of course, yeah. I'm going to immediately start off by forgetting the actress's name. Kelly Marie Tron. Thank you. Who is... If you've ever seen any interviews with her, she's an absolute sweetheart. If you've like, ever ever seen adorable. any of, like... Any of the stories about her circular, like did you hear there was the one story where uh, the night after it screened or the weekend after it opened she was randomly in some restaurant and a group of fans that had just seen the film recognized her and she came down and just had a meal with them to talk about what they thought about the movie and like (laughs) and they loved the movie and so it it was a it was a feel good story she's she is living her best life well, if we don't take it away from her well, as I mean, a society, that. but like all, all of the dreams
3: in the world come true and and that and that's been shattered uh officially so i mean it's 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 ha- it's been shattered for months because it's sure. been nonstop months six months now of of just six months and a, and a, and another film yeah. has happened since and it's been six months of of hammering her. Hammering yeah. Ryan Johnson, hammering anything and everything and everyone having to do with with the last fucking Jedi. Yeah, and it's it's just it's old. It's, it's old and over. Like I, I it, you have to get over it. You know how I've or you don't. We've and we've said this right countless times over the past six months to get over it. But
5: I, one more time, we'll reiterate it again. Yeah, get the fuck over it. So, um of course, after taking abuse for six months on social media, she has removed her Instagram account, all the posts, et yep. cetera.
3: Was she on Twitter as well? Has she vacated um, Twitter or that happened a while back? Or I, was she never even i don 't know that?
5: if she was on twitter although i'm sure if she was if one is going i'm sure the other yeah. one will follow and i, I didn 't follow her Instagram neither but did it, I. it popped up into my feed every now and then sure. or or it would
3: pop up on facebook or on uh, on twitter people would, would would reshare her stuff right and she, she's she 's just absolutely adorable and just and just Full of of pure elation and pure joy. It's like,
5: a, I, I I said it on Twitter it, it's today. A, it's a welcome, beautiful thing to have or to have had. Have had in that in that sphere. But modern Star Wars fans today are literally their entire argument is. You put girls in my movie. Wow. That's really what it boils down right? to. Right, because it was Ray first. Remember? Yep. Oh, Ray. She's we a Mary Sue. Mary Sue. We have that nonsense <laughs> thanks <laughs> right.
3: to the to Landis's shithead right. son.
5: And now with the, you know, you have the whole SJW and the, why do we need a woman and she's an Asian woman on top of that, God forbid. Yep. And and so And she's
3: not rail thin, so of it, course
5: right. uh, she was fat. Right. According to all these scumbags too. So so we we lost a good one. Yes. As far as social media goes, we lost a good one. I absolutely we agree. haven't lost her in the film, obviously. Right. Hopefully, she'll be back uh, for ten. No, I, I hope she's the
3: catalyst for every nine, piece of heroism yeah. in that entire film. I hope she saves everyone in <laughs> the entire and and actually is a, is a closet
5: Jedi herself that she yeah. discovers
3: <laughs> uh, accidentally.
5: And, you know, even I posted a little bit about huh. it today on social media, and I got some people who were like, well, the movie was a complete dumpster fire, but, you know, it's not her fault. And it's like, but the movie wasn't. It. Like, just, just really? Like, I, if you don't like it, you don't like it. And that's none, of, fine, that is, none but, of that
3: is the issue right now. Not a bit of the, or, or the only issue right now today. I don't care about. Well, but. Uh, I didn't really like her, butt. No, but, but, but no, there's no, butt. she it. was harassed right incessantly until she gave up and left social media. Right. That's the well, problem. That's the issue. There's no, but this, but that you are fucking scumbags that harassed another human being so much that she
5: left social media well, and left her fans. Remember, this is the same group of individuals <laughs> – it's not the same exact group, but it's the same group of individuals who started that whole um, – the Heather Antos thing with Marvel Comics, the Make Mine Milkshake. Do you remember that? Right, The, yes. the Milkshake Gang, and right? Yep, yep, it's, yep. it's the same group of people who are now showing up in comic book stores that employ females and harassing the employees and filming it and putting it online. Same group of people. This the, the So they're they're filming their own uh, harassment, harassment of, people. of people. So they're throwing themselves under the bus, Completely. basically. If anybody wants to wants to right. really and then, hammer them legally. And then when you attack them, they say, Look, they're attacking us.
4: How how much oh, that's yeah, that, was, is this? that was today.
3: Chuck Wendig is a, is insulting and attacking fans. Yeah.
2: yeah Chuck good. Wendig
3: has every right to defend good. himself and say his fucking mind. Right. And and and, and Disney's got no say in that. And uh, Disney's not going to try to have a say on no. that because ever since the first Aftermath was published, he was slammed oh, yeah. online uh, because, God forbid, he put a gay character in Aftermath. There's no gay characters in Star Wars. And all it is is representation. All it is is, 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 th- this, is <laughs> this is a saga that has been around for over 40 years. For over 40 years. 40 years. years uh, adults, and, and it exists now still for brand new children that are being exposed to it now. And over the span of those 40 years, it is a global global phenomenon the entire world knows about and cares about star wars and that includes people that are more than just these slimy fucking white scumbags right it includes black people it includes asian people it includes children it includes adults it includes gay people it now includes apparently pansexual people oh i love the meltdown over that one it was delicious it includes people that are more than just people that look like Han Solo and Luke motherfucking Skywalker. Right.
5: I, and Princess Leia as well. Right. Well, th- you know, in this whole... The whole and, and again, we're bel- we're, we're going to go too far. So I'm going to put it back. We're, we're, oh. just, we're already going a little too far. But and mm. that's n- neither of our faults. It's just a touchy subject. But uh, it surprises me so much with Star Wars. Because historically speaking, Star Wars has had some really strong female characters. Oh, yeah. Princess Leia... Was a strong female character oh, from, yeah. from the start. From the get-go. Right? Historically. Immediately standing up to that terrifying right? figure of Darth Vader. The books that some of these people love so much, you had characters like Mara Jade. Yep. You had um you had Ahsoka Tano, yep. who car- people love, you had um Darth Talon, who yep. is the uh the the female Twi'lek uh, Sith. Yes. Right. You had... Uh, Asajj Ventress. Asajj Ventress. You had the other the other Jedi, um, the blue Jedi. Um, I know who
3: you mean, but I can't think of the I character I can't think name. of
5: her. Ayla... Ayla Secura. Ayla, Ayla, Ayla Secura. Yeah. Her, right? I mean, oh, you Sakura. had... You had all of these... Oh, you had the other... Uh, Who's the other bounty the, hunter? The bounty hunter. Um, the Mohawk. Uh, oh, my God. I'm drawing a complete blank. I'm drawing a blank on her, too. And they even reference her in in Solo. Yep. What The fuck is her name? Mm. I, I can't think either of way. But either way, that so, character. So I mean, <laughs> it, this is not a franchise that has shied away from from female characters ever, ever. Historically nope. speaking, ever, 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 ever. It is not shied away from female female characters. So I don't understand all this hatred now. But whatever. It's 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 and it, to say
3: that this is new is, is maybe the level that it's at is new, and it feels new because it's so accessible. Uh, when we had the prequels, there wasn't such a thing as as Twitter, which gave direct and I mean direct access. Like if, if the timing is right, you can get Im- you can get right in Ryan Johnson's face uh, through a tweet. If you if you really wanted to, it is direct access to these creators and filmmakers, and we didn't have that during the prequels. But I, people were just as vicious as the prequels. I mean, they made Jake Lloyd nuts. Uh, That kid's life is ruined, Uh, and and he's gotten himself into drugs and jail and all sorts of crazy shit. Hayden Christensen gave up acting. Right. Uh, George Lucas,
5: it's so destabilized George Lucas, he fucking sold the
3: franchise (laughs) off.
5: It's a it's astounding how people can just ruin so something they claim to a, love. There's always been
3: this uh, t- a toxicity in here but but where we're at now is it's just evolved and reached this new height that is yeah. just utterly batshit bonkers and pre- and just preposterous and ridiculous. There's no reason for anybody to right. behave like this. None. But here we are. Here we
5: fucking are and it's it's infuriating. Uh Aura Singh
3: by the Ora way. Aura Singh, is,
5: thank is you. I was thank of. you. That would have driven me nuts. All right. So so that happened today and this plays into solo a little bit. We didn't talk about solo last week. We're going to talk about it real quick. First of all, I loved it. Um, I thought it was a great movie. I thought that, uh, the, the kid who I can't pronounce his name, Alden, Er him. Er Um, he, (laughs) I thought he did a great job as solo. I'm not going to lie. Every reliable source that,
3: that I, I tend to, um, have similar tastes with have all said the same thing. He nails it.
5: Um, uh, Donald Glover was fantastic as Lando. Mm-hmm. Um the whole cast was great. I mean, Amelia Excellent. Clark was great. Uh uh what's his name? Kingpin? Uh, fucking hell! I'm terrible with names today. Vincent... Woody Harrelson was oh. great. Oh, that kingpin! Yeah, sorry. I was like, Vincent D'Onofrio. Was no, like no, no, no. Was... Uh, Woody Harrelson was great. It was it was a fun movie. Yeah. It felt like a Star Wars movie. There were some amazing Easter eggs. Aura Singh, They they make reference to Ora Singh. They make reference to Teres Kazi. They make nice. <laughs> um, and then of course the huge reveal at the end. Um, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it, um, they reintroduce. Darth Maul Brilliant. into film canon. And who th- those of us that, I mean, and many of
3: us are into the uh, animated series, yep. the comics, and, and we, we know Darth Maul made it out alive in, right. uh, and f- from the Phantom Menace situation, got himself some nice robot pants right. uh, to walk around on, which is great. Uh, but this is, I'm, it's unfortunate this was spoiled for me. Uh, yeah. But they're really, with the, we, we just have not had the time to get out to catch the movie. Uh, we're behind on a ton of stuff. Um, so there was no way I was going to avoid that spoiler. It just wasn't going to happen. So I, I, I know to expect it. Um, but um, I think that's great to get him added in, into the mix, and I think that opens up a whole big world of other shit that can, that can be explored. There's to the point of, so much
5: to play with now. You
3: know, maybe uh, you know, getting uh, I, I wonder if we can see possibly a a live action version of what was exposed to us in Rebels. Uh, whenever they talk about this Kenobi movie coming back around again, it, you know what? It's I mean, possible. What are the odds they, have, an, they did, have They have they not had a previous encounter before that final one on Tatooine, or that is? Oh that no,
5: actually, actually, no, that's it. That is. I don't it, think that we it's know it's of that. That we know of. I mean, okay. um, no, no, because Maul, Maul, talks about how how he's always been on the hunt. for him. He's been since on the hunt, and this has been his like Menace, his yeah. his really his drive has been to kind of confront and right. and you know the man who. So. Who took well, him down, but it was—it was, it would a, be nice to see a live-action
3: version of that. I don't think we'll get that since it's already been yeah. portrayed in Rebels. So. Um, eh. But
5: it, but it was a great inclusion, and it you know, it, and it, it really opens up the doors. But so, how does this toxic fandom play into Solo? Well, Solo is not doing great in the box office. It's just not. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate. Um, they all can't be winners. I get that. Um, unfortunately, though, a lot of the articles that I've read and a lot of the chatter that I've heard, a lot of the people that don't like it, right they they start off their review of Solo by saying, "Well, I really didn't like Episode Eight, but I kind of went to go see Solo." Well, immediately you're jaded, you, you, you right. yeah. So you, unfortunately, you've jaded yourself out of the gate. And then there's this whole subsegment of Star Wars fans that I think are boycotting Solo. Oh yeah, because of Episode Eight. Yeah, they they are boycotting anything Disney <laughs> right. Star
3: Wars related. They're in boycott in, and I mean, good luck with that. Right, Disney ain't giving up the property. Right. And so, it's still a cash cow for um, them. And in the end, solo is going to profit by, by the end because that you've got home video sales to, to go and all you know, it's, 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 it's still under budget back. right now.
5: It's uh, by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a shame. It's a really and there's good other movie. markets to open for that too. Yet. Uh, I, um, I think. maybe, no? maybe, but I think, I think most of them opened already now because we're in its second week and it's just not, it's not doing well. Mm. Uh, it's a shame. It's a lot of fun. It was a great portrayal. It's a great story. Um, I think if you skip it, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Um if you're jaded, then don't go see it because you're not gonna like it. Right. Because you, you've already se- decided that you've already decided that you don't like it. Don't waste your money. Yeah. You you know what I mean? But if you're on the fence about it, um I would go see it. It it plays out really well on the big screen. Yeah. Seeing the seeing the Kessel run on the big screen is That's gotta be a blast. It's fun. It has to be a blast. It's it's fun and it's worth its weight in gold. So yeah. that, that's that's absolutely plan to check it out and, and give my support to it.
3: Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think probably the, the biggest detriment to it was aside from all this toxicity and, and fandom being the turd that it is. Um, I think a lot of it boils down to, uh, it is very close on the heels at six months, six months on the heels of the last Jedi. Uh, so there's, and I, 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 I don't want to officially use the word fatigue, but it's a common go-to for the word. Right. You know, why don't we have superhero fatigue? Why don't we have Harry Potter fatigue? Uh, so I, that could be a factor, but we're. It's six months out since the last Star Wars film, but it also opened on a on a holiday weekend. Yeah. Uh, I I just I don't I don't know that stuff goes gangbusters on Memorial Day weekend. I have no interest in seeing movies on Memorial Day weekend.
5: Memorial Day weekend. I'm usually often running to party. Memorial Day weekend used to be a, a big weekend. Yeah. It used to be a huge movie weekend. Historically, I don't know if it's maintained that record because every weekend has become a huge movie yeah, weekend now. Depending on the movie,
3: there is so much content out there that it's really the the the, the timing doesn't really matter so much in that respect. Uh, so I, I think I think the holiday weekend hurt it. Yeah, uh, I think you know trying to put a Star Wars film in in a summertime where we're 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 we're, we're essentially competing now with a lot of other tentpole stuff. We're competing with Marvel now. I'm, I'm I don't know that they should have. I- Gotten away from. I know they're trying to restructure the release schedule. So now next year yeah. it's going to be a summer release for episode nine. I don't know if they should have done that. I think I- they should have kept the holiday timing. And uh, and kind of made that the Star Wars slots, and always a nice Christmas gift. Yeah, to get some new Star Wars every year. So I, I agree. I think. I'm that, curious if they'll ever try to revert back to that model at some point.
5: I think the big misstep here on Disney's part was, I think, the release. I think it was a little too soon after Last Jedi. I think they should have yeah. waited till Christmas,
3: and and it would have offered them more time to uh, to really solidify the film that they really wanted to to do. Um, you know, in the wake of losing. Yeah, Uh, the original Lord and Miller, the original directors and bringing in Ron Howard. There would have been more time and less rush to get everything put together to to the vision that that Howard saw.
5: That said, I didn't like watching the movie. I didn't feel like it was rushed. It didn't feel like it suffered that much from that. But I just think from um, also, I think just from a toxic again, back to the toxic thing, and then we really need to move on. But I think that waiting until Christmas might have given that fan base a little more time. The yeah. toxic people get bored quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're losers. So, um, <laughs> and they move on to the next shiny target. Moving it to Christmas might have given it a little bit more time yeah. to, you know, let the let the waves settle. Yeah. You know. So we'll. Yeah. It's a shame. I I really enjoyed it. I think pe- people should go see it. But it is what it is. Yep. alright we'll Let's. Uh, we'll see
3: how it goes for next year, and if they. Uh... We I, I wonder if we might even hear news of uh, you know what we're going to go back
5: to Christmas time. Uh, they might after this. They might <laughs> you know, make that decision. See what happens. All right. All right. Lock and key gets a Netflix order. The Hulu pilot was scrapped. Now, scrapped entirely. Like, d- does the Hulu pilot exist? There was a Hulu I've pilot. I've never seen correct? it.
3: Um, I because I, I feel they like pre- we've had some listeners that have actually talked to us about it too. That uh, I think maybe through Twitter and whatnot say, uh, yeah, I've seen the pilot. It's good and what have. You. And there was another pilot I think
5: for Fox. Mm-hmm back a few years, that was apparently pretty decent. I've never seen it. I don't know if it maybe it's out there like you know, maybe it's out there in a bootlegged version, like it got leaked, but I don't remember it ever officially getting yeah. hit um uh hit on Hulu. That said, I mean um I like the property. Um I don't I don't know. I like the property. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I you okay. know I just want it to land somewhere. Wherever it lands, I'll be oh I have the. We have the invisible prep sheet. <laughs> well, that's a
3: shh. <laughs> well, that fucking sucks. Luckily, I
5: have it digitally.
3: Ooh, um, and ooh, look at that!
5: Where <laughs> little peek behind the curtain for the for, for the guys that are peeking behind. The we both <laughs> just did the same exact thing. You we had... both turned the page <laughs> and uh, quickly realized. Uh oh! Whoops! Um, you have uh, you
3: have that all in front of you over there somewhere, right? I do. I have it all. <laughs> okay, in front of me. good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I might have... Oh, no, my phone's just about dead, No, too. I have it. I have it. Very good. Uh, but yeah, my, my exposure to Lock and Key is only in the, the Audible audio drama that was put out, uh, I think, a couple years ago now, which was mostly excellent, save uh, the the kid that played Bodhi. I wanted to tear my own ears off of my skull. Um, that was rough. But uh, you okay over there?
5: No, because... The... <laughs> Because the actual prep sheet document itself is gone. Holy shit! That's okay. That's okay. I have it in email format. <laughs> because I I emailed myself. <laughs> I emailed myself the reference links. Wow. From Drive, you mean too? Like yeah. Look, like on Drive. So what? The, the what did you do? Right. The Drive document got corrupted. Uh, Somehow. Uh,
3: I hope I didn't. I didn't. Do that. I didn't touch this one. I just kind of scrolled. But... That's all right. I have it. I know I have it.
5: Hold on. I know I have it.
3: Oh, wait. No, it's showing up for me in Drive, so I got it
5: over here. Oh, it too. is It is showing up for you in Drive?
3: Yeah. There's uh, that. Okay. So, yeah, I, I have a reference here in front of me as well. Okay,
5: good, because uh, I only have one page in Drive. I don't know where the rest... Oh, no, there it is. It came back. Oh! What the holy fucking handbasket? Wow. All right. Well, let's We're a
3: we're a hot mess right now.
5: James Marsden is going to be in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yes, he is. Wait, what? Uh, is he pl- Okay. Uh the film will take its cues from the games as well, focusing on Sonic's attempts to battle the evil Dr. Robotnik. Um I don't know who who is Marsden playing though. Uh I mean, is he Sonic or is he going to be like so I actually could see him as Dr. Robotnik, yeah with the you know the twirly mustache, goofy glasses and goggles but uh, like and is, is this a live action? is this all: uh... It is a live
3: action okay so yeah, it, um, it's either yeah he's either voicing Sonic or he's uh, yeah he's got a little little Dr. Robotnik going on. I
5: mean why why they went with James Marsden? I have no idea I, but I guess he's yeah. not really busy right now.
3: I mean other than Westworld, that's about it. Yeah, oh, that's right, Westworld. Yeah, yep, which uh, I, I mean, he's filmed on, so. Uh, right, that's yeah. done at this point, so yeah. I guess he's free and available. Yeah, so yeah, go, that's, that's quite. Like, to go from a, a, the Marvel that is Westworld yeah. <laughs> to Sonic. To Sonic. I mean, but hey, maybe it's awesome. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Sonic was never my, my bag, so I can't speak one way or the I've, other. I, I, I played the it on the, games. the original Genesis game. I was like, oh, okay, this is the high speed Mario Brothers. This isn't my yeah, jam. Yeah, I like
5: the games. I've seen a couple of the cartoons. It's okay yeah. for what it is, it's fun. Uh, Sony has delayed indefinitely, a.k.a. scrapped... Oh, yeah, it's done. ...silver and black. Indefinitely seldom Um, rings out to be anything good. Yeah. So this was the Silver Sable Black Cat film that was coming out in Sony's Venom universe. Yeah. Because it's not their Spider-Man universe. No, It was the Venom universe. Um, I, I suspect that at least part of this is because... Of the tepid reaction to Venom thus far, I, I think there's that, and
3: uh, I if, from a, from a trailer perspective, yeah, you know, there's just there's not a lot of fan hype over it. I I mean, I'm on board. I'm ready to check it out, but I, you know, I'm Tom Hardy's the shit, so I, I also I'm excited on that front. But I'm wondering if it's testing poorly. Venom uh, it yeah. might be I, I'm wondering if that's going on currently we well, haven't heard the,
5: anything about it, that yeah um, but it's entirely possible that it's not testing well with audiences yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that news comes out in in, in another week or two yep. I think people are going to be confused I think that's the problem
3: uh, yeah I mean we've said this from the from the outset I mean ha- having a Venom movie without Spider-Man right is per- is utterly preposterous correct and disconnected entirely from the universe which you just made a sweet-ass deal right to reap the rewards from, so so extend that deal, and expand it, and reap all the rewards. Yeah, to me this to get in bed with the MCU or just sell the property and and be done right. with it.
5: Well, to me this smells like Sony Josh trying to print money. They're, 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 but they're, they're using, coattailing. but they're using monopoly bills, yeah, and not they're,
3: real. They are they are coattailing on the MCU, and 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 they're what it's doing is causing confusion and anger in some cases, and and frustration and 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 apathy,
5: yeah. and everything else. I mean, again, I like Tom Hardy. I thought Tom Hardy cast as Venom was good casting, yep. but I'm hesitant to jump on board with a property that's outside of the franchise that's- that I. The only like. thing I anticipate that can potentially save this
3: is, and maybe God willing, they're they're keeping it close to the vest somewhere in there. There's there's review. Ah, ha, ha, just kidding. It's actually in the MCU. Here's Tom Holland swinging through yeah. uh, through something I- or, or Tom Holland's on the phone. With uh, with Eddie Brock or something along that line, or there's it's, a
5: Daily Bugle headline, yeah, or something.
3: There, that is the only thing, or a Daily Bugle, Bugle headline that uh, says, "Oh shit, uh, fucking Infinity Stones and and donut chips in the in right, New York." Right. Oh, look, oh, look out! Anything that that even even a tertiary connection in some way, shape, or form to the MCU is the only thing that saves Venom as an ongoing property, and and really the only thing that saves the film. Because once you make that connection, people are going to go, oh, shit, it's an MCU
5: film. And they're going go to flock to it, it yeah. Uh, and and make those connections. And once anybody not in the know realizes it's not an MCU film, that's not going to help either. Because nope. right now, there's not there's still people that think that it's MCU. They just make the assumption, oh, Venom is a Spider-Man character, must be seen. right. Right? Um, and, you know, that's a smart assumption to make. It should be, <laughs> especially since Spider-Man has come home. Yes, and they've made that deal. I have no
3: concept at all whatsoever why Sony would not have made that that deal overall, or would continue to finagle and work that. Hey, let's let's keep stuff going uh, with the Spider-Man characters that we own. Yeah, so I'm... we can make some money. You can make some money, and everybody's happy. I'm happy, nope. you know. But instead, they're do- they're doing the Hellraiser thing. Like, was it Dimension has the yeah, rights yeah. for Hellraiser, and they just shit out a Hellraiser movie, right? Pins and all. It's got to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Gotta be uncomfortable getting right, that right. out. Given, given, ask birth to that pinhead. No, thank you. But those are words that I just made up right now that yeah. are really giving yeah. me a terrible picture. Ask uh, birth to pinhead. But
5: <laughs> it sounds like a call sign on a, like on a CB radio. <laughs> ask birth to pinhead. Ask, ask birth, birth to pinhead. Wow.
3: That's, uh, <laughs> I, anyway. But they just they just crap out. Like, Hell, Hellraiser movie just to hold on to the rights, and they're right. not doing the property any favors, and they're not doing themselves any favors either, because they're they're losing money right and left on these things. Well, oh, I just keep making the movie so we can hold on to well, the rights, Fo- and maybe we'll do something with them. Fox
5: did that with Fantastic Four. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> so, so, like, I mean, wake up, wake up, and yeah. fix your fix your shit. Uh, Wonder Woman. We got a first sort of teaser image, sort of for the second film for the sequel. Um. And it really just sort of gives us an idea of when the film will take place, um, which is 1984 specifically. Uh-huh. Um, this I wonder is... if you'll see a, a screening of Dune. <laughs> there That's you go. the year that comes out. Um, this is a genius move on the people behind Wonder Woman's part. To put it in the 80s? Yes. Um, because, mm-hmm. um, They still, by putting it in the '80s, they still are able to keep themselves thirty years distant (laughs) from the rest of the DCU, (laughs) right? Because Wonder Woman arguably is the best movie out of the DCU so far. I would say, hands down, yeah. Box office wise, overall reception wise, critically acclaimed, Wonder Woman is the one that—that's the one that stands above the rest. So, by taking it from where it was set originally and now just jumping to the Cold War, which is what they're going to do with yep. it, um, they still get to, like, eh, uh, eh,
2: uh, you
5: know, like, hands, uh, we're, we're there. We're, there, but, we're, uh, we're present. We're,
3: we're with you. We're, but not we're just back, really. We're just back here a little
5: bit. But not really. Uh. They have to make no reference to any of those characters. They have to make no reference to any of those events. They get to just use Wonder Woman. They get to just yep. use Diana and just make a good solid movie and it's a genius move on my on, on, yep. on their part. In Very my smart. opinion, it's a genius move. Very smart. Uh Lego. Um we got a new Lego the, we got the poster for the film and then we got a teaser trailer for the second movie. Um it's it's interesting. In a good way. Yeah. It's it's sort of like it's sort of like Lego Mad Max Okay. Meets intergalactic Lego. Uh, oh, okay. So the, 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 first part of the trailer is very Mad Max. <clears throat> it's very like, you know, post-apocalyptic, a little bit despot, you know, like, but what's his name is still like, everything is awesome. And oh, everybody course. else is kind of like, no,
3: it's not super awesome right now.
5: Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> but then it makes this weird wastelands leap. aren't awesome. Yeah, exactly. It makes this weird leap into, um, it makes this weird leap into like intergalactic sort of space realm. Okay. And I enjoyed the trailer. There was only one moment in the trailer that I cringed a little bit. Um, they're setting up the new villain. For the, did you see the trailer? Did you happen it? I watch did not. Okay. No, I this. So they're setting up the new villain, um, the new big bad. Uh, it is a Lego character. So it's it's not going to have that. It's an actual Lego character. We don't see any sort of human element like we did in the original film. Okay. So I don't know if that's going to play a part, but but we don't see that in the trailer. Um, of course, that was kind of a surprise when the movie in the, in the original film too, but, right. um, but, um, the, the, the lead villain is a, is a, is a female. And the one part that I cringed just a little bit at was she, she asks, you know, who's the leader of your group or whatever it was, you know, like take me to your leader, that kind of thing. Right. And, uh, the female Wildside or what? Yeah. Wildside, I think her name was in the original film. She's like, Oh, it's, it's Emmett and, blah, 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 and she kind of, you know, and the, the bad guy scans Emmett. And she's like, this this specimen is your is your is is the one that took you through battle? And Wildside's like, well, I kind of did all the fighting stuff. But, you know, he's the leader. And the backer is like, oh, so you did all the fighting stuff, but the dumb guy took all the credit for it. Uh, and I cringed a little because, mm. first of all, I hate that trope. It's true in this movie, but it's not really true because Emmett really doesn't ever fully see himself... As the leader, he kind of doesn't want it, it's begrudging, and he's only really the leader because he's the chosen one, anyway. Yada yada, but that just to me, like, I I, I don't take that no women in film, like, I'm I'm that guy, clearly. We just had this conversation, however, when you kind of like it's as it's as tired mm, a trope in our face, it's just
3: it's any any of those, it cringes a little you know battle of the sexes tropes are uh, are just I, we we're just more original than that uh you know Brian Regan's uh, bit not, not his most recent comedy special maybe the one before where he's talking about like all the commercials with that tired ass trope of like you know here's the husband and wife going out you know doing home improvement shopping i'm like i'm just the big dumb man yeah. all wrapped up in the blinds cuz <laughs> i don't know how to use uh, blinds here, <laughs> you know. So it's it's yeah. it's just old. It's
5: just it's just an old tired. It's as it's as old and tired as the hysterical woman trope.
3: Right, right. You know, we're so, just
5: we're just more original. You now. know, my my hope is that that's kind of a quick one hit. Oh yeah, and then it's just and then it just kind of because I really like the first movie, and I don't want it to be bogged down in that kind of crap. But no. whatever,
3: I get it. You, you know, like uh, your Lego movies infused with the SJW agenda. That's that's that's, um, that's right. And, uh, you will uh, boycott that. That's and, right, uh, and fight that. And uh, who? Lord and Miller still directed that. I, uh, I yeah. look forward to seeing you daily
5: hammering them on Twitter or something uh, daily. daily. Uh, American gods has cast uh, a couple of new roles. Dean winners um, from John wick, uh, Devery Jacobs and K. K. Young Kim um, has been cast as Mr. Town, Sam, Sam Black Crow and new media respectively. And then, uh, I'm sorry, and Ken Kim is taking over for Jillian Anderson's role. She stepped out apparently, which is oh. sad because <laughs> she was so good. She in season one. I, I don't know why. Did she Did we moved talk on. about her stepping out? I didn't know that until I read this article. Oh wow! I wonder any any idea why, or is it was it
3: just a, a change in the character in general, I, I, or I, she... I don't know. Interesting. It's she kinda, was spectacular.
5: She was so good. I, I don't know why, but. That's big, um, big shoes to fill, so fingers crossed there. Uh, American Gods is coming back to us sometime in 2019. We don't have a confirmed date yet. Um, but, um, but yeah, I look forward to that. I really liked season one. The first season was, was
3: unreal. Yeah. Really interesting uh, piece of work. And I, I, I'm going into it as just a person who's watching the TV show. I have no background on it at all. I've never I've never read the books. Uh, I think there was a comic adaptation. I never read that. I know nothing. Right. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the hell out of that, even, even in that scope. But uh, the fans... Two seem to be really uh, really digging how they've adapted it just despite the changes that have been made. Sure, uh, I think it's a pretty solid and fair adaptation too.
5: Cool. Um, you know I'm looking at the time, but with reviews and voicemails and all that stuff for segment two, I think we'll keep pushing for a little bit. Okay, that worked for you. Yeah, that worked for me. What else we got? Uh, first look at a new Adams family animated film. Um, yeah, Conrad Vernon um, and Greg Tiernan are directing the cast. Um, Oscar Isaac as gomez yeah uh charlie's theron as morticia chloe grace moretz um as wednesday finn wolfhard oh he oh, was in a, it he was in it yeah. he's also
3: uh michael uh,
5: mikey from stranger yes, things from stranger things he's going to be doing pugsley nick kroll as uncle fester bet midler as grandmama and allison janney as uh Margot Needler, which is the 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 nemesis She's for the, the film. The the neighbor, nosy neighbor, right? Uh so the directors did Shrek 2, Monsters vs. Aliens, and Madagascar 3, as well as uh Thomas and Friends Day of the Diesels. So I mean I like Shrek 2, I like Monsters vs. Aliens. Yeah. Um but that that voice cast is superb. They're fantastic. That's a superb voice cast. But I I don't
3: recall learning at any point that this was to be animated. So and like I because I, I I heard Adam's family and Oscar Isaac a while back and right. I, don't, I don't recall hearing animated involved in that too. We may have talked about it even here on the show. I'm not sure. But I've spent this time since knowing that this was a project kind of floating around in the ether there, picturing Oscar Isaac as Gomez Adams, Adams. and I couldn't have been happier, right? Because if there's if there's any expert shoes that could fill what Raul Julia did with it, oh sure, it's Oscar Isaac. Um, So and it was a great picture in my head, and um, I was not aware that Charlize was in the mix. Uh, I uh, I was aware of Nick Kroll in the mix uh, for this, but. uh, so animated i'm i mean animated but are they animating like are they mo capping and
5: art styling now, them based it, on the actual actors so the image that they released looks a bit like you know what you would expect it to look like despicable me hotel transylvania
3: It's probably more uh, more in line with the original comic or, or the original um it, <clears throat> it wasn't really a comic strip it was well it, I, I shy away from calling it a strip because it was like those little Square one-off like one off comics from like yeah. uh, weren't they in the like in a magazine like the New
5: Yorker, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, or something like that? Um, I don't know, I think it, uh, based on a little animated strip I saw, it looks pretty good. That voice cast is astounding, I, it's a so tremendous voice. I'm, cast. I'm on board to check it out, yep, 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 yep. Mm. Joss Whedon is going to be producing a new series, Pippa Smith Grown Up Detective. Uh, it's pronounced Smith. Oh, I'm, I'm,
4: my yes. apologies.
5: Um, <laughs> The character is, uh, was created by Shobane Thompson from College Humor Originals and Bad Internet. I don't know who that is. And Rebecca Drysdale, the big gay sketch show, Key & P.L. Baskets. Um, so there's some pedigree there. Um, it's described as a dark comedy that follows Pippa Smith, a 20-something who, plays, uh, who played a former kid sleuth on television as she deals with relationships, addiction, and being too dang old for the detecting game. Each episode, Pippa solves a new case while unraveling a bigger mystery and attempting to navigate a messy personal life. Um, it sounds like the perfect vehicle for Joss Whedon. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that has Whedon written all over it. Um, so in that regard, I will check it out. Yep. Um, I don't know much else about it right now, but um, it's coming to Freeform. Oh my God! Speaking of Freeform, oh. not on the prep sheet. Oh, but Co- Cloak and Dagger. Apparently, it started right Started on Hulu to tremendously positive reviews. Awesome, like blow it out of the water. Good reviews. Okay, um, I have not had a chance to sit down and watch it. Actually, I'm still behind on Runaways by two episodes. I watched the last two, um, but. I am so excited that the reviews are good because I was a fan of Cloak and Dagger in the comics growing up, and they were two kind of obscure characters. And I was very a little... interesting stories for those characters yeah, too. And, and they popped up in all sorts of—they popped up everywhere. They popped up in Daredevil. They popped up in Spider-Man. Yep. They popped up in Avengers. I mean, they were just—they were everywhere, everywhere at one yep. point in time. Um, and they had their own book, of course. Um, I'm super happy that it, that it's doing well. Um, and I, I look forward to checking it out. I, I saw freeform here and it, it jogged. Uh, right. It jogged. So that, that is also
3: on freeform, or
5: you mentioned Hulu as well. But uh, Well, I, I guess, Clo- I guess it streams Clo- Cloak and Dagger is on freeform, okay. but it must stream through Hulu if you have a Hulu subscription. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I, I guess that's how that works. Um, Doug Lyman is in line right now to take over um, a potential remake. Of Cannonball Run, I uh,
3: headline. I was like, ah, oh, no, it's it's been done with Rat Race already, right? Which was, and Rat Race was actually really more a remake of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. How many mads? I think a Mad, 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 bunch mad, of mads, yeah. bunch of mads world. Uh, so I was kind of like, ah, we don't really need that. But then I then I saw the Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Garant uh, are writing this thing. Now uh from a cinematic perspective probably their their biggest movie hit's got to be Night at the Museum but these are these are guys I mean, I've been a f- fan since the 90s when they were exposed to all of us on the state Right um, and Reno 911 And then Reno 911 years down the line and uh they ha- they have s- uh, steadily been a part of a of a great uh troupe of people that just write some really really funny shit and and are and they're f- comedic geniuses as performance uh, performers too so uh I, I just seeing their names alone I I am on board and now add Doug Lyman to that who is a spectacular a- action director I, I, I this is a good mix if if it comes to pass cuz th- this is another one of those ones that kind of you know plagues and plagues and plagues of development hell uh constantly too so who knows if it'll get to uh
5: if it'll actually get to the finish line or not all right, um, I think now we can probably take our break because we have we have a couple of trailers to talk about, but then we have all that other content. So why right. don't we pause for a little bit? We have a game stuff during the break. That sounds good, and um, we'll be right back.
0: Ahoy, ahoy! Welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> E3 is next week. Get hyped! Tons of games like Ghost of Tsushima. Devil May Cry 5, Gears of War 5, Hitman 2, Metroid Prime 4, Kingdom Hearts 3, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Fallout 76. Yes, a new Fallout game, but we won't be talking about that this week because we only got a CG trailer and it might be an online survival game and not a proper Fallout game. Game Stuff does not comment on rumors. All next week, I can't wait. For a good long time, Destiny 2 has been an unrecommendable, mediocre pile of shit that I play every day. Released in October 2017, developer Bungie intentionally ignored what made the series great and streamlined everything in an attempt to grab a more casual audience. Some casuals came back, most did not, and when those casuals left, Bungie was left with their steadfast, hardcore players asking, why did you ruin the game? The answer is money. But when that didn't pan out, Bungie began developing a new DLC to clean up their shitty mess that they have made, and that DLC has been announced as Destiny 2 Forsaken. In a live stream, about 90% of Destiny 2 complaints were addressed and to be fixed by Forsaken DLC, arriving September 4th. Random rolls on guns? Back in the game. The ability to carry a shotgun or sniper in your secondary slot? Back in the game. Perks on your armor? Back in the game. This is all along with a host of new content like a full raid, a new story, a new activity called Gambit that combines PvE and PvP. All set in a very cool and mysterious area of Destiny called The Reef. I realize this might sound like nonsense to most, but if you have played Destiny, you will be happy. And if you stopped playing Destiny, September is the perfect time to come back. And if you've never played Destiny, then this conversation is over. This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff.
1: Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack including four magazines and model parts all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space.
3: Kenny is basically like the king of 80s teen comedy go get him songs. He's got two of the biggest ones. This one yeah, and uh, Caddyshack was his, too. And Caddyshack was his, also. And both of them were songs about fucking working too hard and shit. That's right. And they're both catchy as hell. Uh, yeah, you can't miss with either one of those. I, I'm surprised that Kenny Loggins also isn't behind Holiday Road. Uh, because that's it, very that, Kenny Loggins. Although it, it
5: would be perfect if he was, yeah.
3: yeah. But that's uh, that's I, I almost said Lindsey Graham.
5: No, no very we're... different, Lindsey. Lindsey Buckingham. Yes, Lindsey Buckingham. Ooh, well, that sounds pretentious. of the Mac of Fleetwood. That sounds pretentious, Ken. <laughs> it does indeed. Uh, of course, during the break there, we had a lovely Game Stuff from our friend Coke Logic. E3 is coming up, man. I am super excited for some of the announcements coming out of E3. So some good. of the stuff that's been teased already yeah, looks pretty hot. Pending. Um, so next week, I'm sure Game Stuff will be jam-packed with goodness. I have joined the PS4 world uh, just in time. Just in time. Yeah. Um, also, during the break there, you heard um, a message from our sponsor. Build uh build R2D2. <laughs> build R2D2.com. Of course, uh you could give them a call if you'd like to order that for yourself. 877 544 6779. Get on board with that. You won't regret it. It's an awesome product. That's it. <laughs> that's it. It's and, good. Check and out. it's that's, that's perfect. Right, sums it up. Well, because we can't talk about the secret product. No, the no, 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 because so, no one knows what no one knows what that thing is. is yet. Um, so anyway, um, so we have uh, we have some voicemails, but we also have some trailers. Do you want to do the trailers real quick and then do the voicemails? I, I, I flip a coin whatever uh, with whatever. Let's you... do the trails real quick. I'll do the trails. okay? Yeah. Uh, Bumblebee trailer dropped today. Bumblebee. Um, I was genuinely concerned with this. Um, months ago. Yep. And then I heard that they had gotten the okay to make him a Volkswagen. Yep. And I was like, okay, I'm listening. And then the trailer dropped today. Yep. And it looks great. Not only is there (sighs) Gen one Bumblebee as a Volkswagen, which looks awesome. Yes. And I'm a huge Bumblebee fan. So like, that was my, that was my get Uh, that made so many people of a certain age very happy to see that today but wait what made it uncomfortable to walk around my office for a few moments if you catch my drift was gen one star scream yeah the blue red and gray jet yeah i saw that i was watching this at work and I actually said, holy shit out loud. And the guy who sits <laughs> around the corner from me said, is everything okay? <laughs> I, I work in a position where I, I, I work with safety. Yep. So normally when I say, oh shit, you know, maybe someone got run over by heavy machinery. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that was not the case here. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, consider me back on board for a yeah. Transformers film. Let me tell you,
3: I I... Honestly, have given zero fucks about the Transformers films. I saw the first one in the theaters. We we went to, went to go see that, yep. and I remember practically none of it. And I've never just I've just never bothered. Like none of the none of the trailers gripped me. Now I wasn't a huge Transformers kid. I was more of a GI Joe kid. Sure. That was where I fell on the Hasbro spectrum. Uh, as a uh, not Hasbro, yeah Hasbro. Hasbro. Hasbro, that's uh, that's where I fell on, yeah. on that spectrum. Um, so I, I I had Transformers. I watched Transformers. I enjoyed them, but I wasn't like I wasn't a Transformers fan. So the movie I was kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. This is the first one. I'm like, fucking a! I'm I'm on board, and I'm 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 looking forward to this now. It's the first and really only Transformers
5: movie I am genuinely looking forward to seeing. And combine all of that awesomeness uh, and Ed and Travis Knight. As a director. Travis Knight is a gentleman who directed Kubo and the Two Strings. Yes. I mean, that is some pedigree. Yes. As far as storytelling and visual storytelling is concerned. Beautiful, beautiful Um, film. I am all on board. I'm telling you, man, I I saw Bumblebee. I was excited that it was a Volkswagen. When I saw Starscream, I lost my shit. Another question, Uh, because I
3: I saw the trailer once. It was very early this morning. Uh, Was there a single explosion anywhere in that trailer? Uh, no, not one, right? No, it's not Michael Bay,
5: <laughs> so yeah, I'm bored, I'm completely bored. It, yeah. looks, it looks really good, it looks really good. I'm really excited for that trailer for that movie. Um, the other trailer, um, we're gonna skip this other one, but the other trailer that came out fully, um, is something that I've been excited about since I saw the first teaser. But we got a full, full trailer for uh, Mortal Engines. Oh, yes, today. yes, yes, that movie looks. Awesome. I, I I've never read the books. I know I know nothing about but it. But I don't care because I want to see those movies so bad. Yeah,
3: it's it is seriously classic Peter Jackson with a lot of money and a lot of story to tell. Uh Hugo Weaving, yeah. with some long hair and a full-blown beard. I didn't recognize him at first until he, until we got more talking out of him I'm like, "Oh shit, that's Hugo." Uh and it it just it looks unbelievable and the, the premise is just just even what's gathered from the trailers is just it seems a really unique and interesting uh, a premise. Like uh, it, it, it's, it, it's like a Mad Max meets Snowpiercer
5: kind of steampunk fucking mayhem. Yeah. So all you get out of the trailer is that something horrific happened yep. that destroyed civilization as a means of moving on because they can no longer use the land for its traditional purposes. They created these... Cities on wheels, yeah, essentially, Um, and the bigger cities are trying to, you know, take over the littler cities. They're they're, they're unicroning it up. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly. I mean, (laughs) I mean, like in its nutshell, that's what it is. No, but it looks brilliant. You're right. It has a it has a very steampunk vibe. Lots of like airships and like dirigibles and that kind of shit. Yeah, man, I'm I'm I am all on board. Yeah, for, uh, that for trailer looks specta- i And I was
3: that first trailer hit the that little teaser. Yeah, how many months ago that was? Now it was quite a quite quite a stretch ago. You're under attack there, sir. I'm always under attack <laughs> in this room. Um, and, and even just from that, like all I was kind of looked at and go, what the what the fuck is, is this? Yeah. I can't wait to see
5: what the fuck this what is. The fuck is this? Yeah. And then we got that full taste today, and it, it really it really looks like something. Yeah, yeah, I'm on I'm on board a hundred percent. Trailer looks amazing, though. So. Um, that is coming out December 14th. Now, so that's your Christmas movie this year. There it's you go. It's Engines. Yeah, my curiosity is killing me. What what are you skipping over there? I was skipping over the, the Misty Night. Oh. The, it's the Luke Cage. Luke Cage is coming back to us on June, right. uh, the end of this month. And
3: I I completely missed, I saw the, the tweets pop up for that, but I, I did not get the chance to check that clip out. So and it I'm, was... Um, ill-informed here anyway. Yeah,
5: it was a Misty Knight and uh, Colleen Wing. Colleen Wing, of course, was the lead female in Iron Fist. Correct. Um, Badass. Um, Misty Knight is the- Your favorite character in all of the Netflix MCU. One Netflix character, not the actress, the character um, that I would wish uh, would catch on fire um, for an entire episode and I could watch her burn for 40-some-odd um, <laughs> minutes.
3: I'm ants in my eyes, Misty Knight. <laughs> That's it. I also
5: can't feel anything. That's I'm it.
3: just going to stand here on fire.
5: That's it. That's it like and like and like she could just pop up in the background of other critical scenes in that episode like Luke Cage will be beating somebody up and then like Misty Nett will just walk past in the background just on fire. Do that like flailing arms. You yeah. Know, fire walking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, stunt dude, l- Luke could just like look at her like angrily and then just go back to beating somebody up but not put her right. out. For 48 minutes or, or you know, I full mean, episode.
3: Yeah. You're giving her more screen time. So I, I do I, – at least advises me that you like her more than you like Jane Foster because Jane yeah, Foster, no. I think, was just Mjolnir through the chest. That's which, it. Was your yeah. hope there. Within, so, the, within the first three and that's minutes a, of Thor 2, that's, that's what a nanosecond have of time. Yeah, yeah. So, so at
5: least I, get, I will give you – you do appreciate Misty Knight more than Jane Foster
3: yeah. at least.
5: I, what I'm really hoping is that they <laughs> somehow figure out how to use Misty Knight um, as the next Ghost Rider. No, okay, that would that, would, and then someone extinguishes I, her.
3: i, I, I um, I'd be on then, board to see her do and that. And then, actually. and then
5: John Bernthal um, uh, decapitates her. Jesus Christ! And throws her out of um, a, a window. Okay. So, don't like that character. Not at all. Yeah. That's, um, so that is, but I'm excited that's... for the return of Luke Cage season two. <laughs> yeah. Th- with yes. the exception of that character. <laughs> oh. I mean, look, I'm honest with my opinions. <laughs> when it comes to that character. Oh my lord. I yeah, I got nothing. She runs she rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what to say. I just, I just don't like her. Mm-hmm. Just don't, Colleen Wing, I liked I liked her a lot. I thought she was a really good character. Yep. Uh, Missy missing I, not so much. Not so much. Um, so we were going to skip that, but obviously we didn't. Um, we have a voicemail, <laughs> and we have a, a con review. Ah, uh, yes. But the two are sort of tied together. So why don't we do the voicemail first, and then we'll do the con review second. That sounds good. All right, let's have us a voicemail.
2: Hello, Kevin. Other guy. Pretentious Ken. Yeah, Rocky Service here. I've always wanted to call in and uh, sort of leave reviews at a lot of the conventions I go to, but uh, I sort of suck at uh, keeping up with the social media and things. But anyways, um, I wanted to talk about an alarming trend that I'm noticing in conventions with uh, charging for signatures. Um, I I sort of fell for it with um, Mark Miller in uh, C2E2. Um, but he's like a big giant name and he does he's all tied up with movies and things. And yeah, so I kind of, you know, $150 a pop for three signatures, uh, in two days in a row. So I kind of fell for that. But, uh, in Megacon in Orlando, a lot more artists and writers had subscribed to a similar thing for about hundred dollars a piece. And, um, like you get a print or like one signature and, um, seems kind of sad and disappointing um rob liefeld especially like fuck rob liefeld for 100 years um 40 for a signature or a hundred dollars for a hundred dollars for a signature a print and a variant comic no photo um and people were paying upwards of 300 dollars to skip the line get a photo and some other arbitrary nonsense but um wow uh i just couldn't believe it um And, like, there's, like, a company that is grabbing some of the bigger names and forcing them to to charge people for signatures. I was trying hard to try to find out the name of this company, like, who's, like, repping Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo and, you know, names like that, Tom King. And it's, like, you know, first comic free and then $5 beyond that. And if it was just a matter of, like, oh, it goes to Heroes Initiative, no one's telling me that. It just seems to be, like, and it just seems like it's creating a big divide between the writer and the artist. And um, I just kind of feel like this is like—is this the death of the big con? And like creating this chasm between writers and and or creators and and fans. Um, but yeah, uh, fuck Rob Liefeld and his bangs. Um, like and oh, and he charges <laughs> more for key issues. That was probably the most like disgusting thing I've ever heard of. Like, I kind of understand when they charge you for if you get a graded comic, but if you're getting a, a key issue, what does it make difference to them, whether they're signing their name to a key issue or a regular comic book? And, like, I don't care about Deadpool, by the way. It is, it is kind of funny that the, the creator of Deadpool does something as obnoxious as this. But, um,
1: man, and he was a nice enough
2: guy in person, but it's just like I, I'm just thinking, like, you're an asshole for charging people more money for a key issue we're not going to
3: lose him on uh, on time there that email our uh, voicemail is going to power uh, power out that's fine we um, can address yeah. this
5: though what he talks about so this this is this is multifaceted what he's what he's talking about mm-hmm. back in the day everything was free yep S- signatures were free you can get sketches for free i have yeah. i have a jim lee sketch that i got for free i have sketches from like um uh, Mark Bagley, Jeff Smith, um, uh, all sorts of all sorts of um, yep. comic book artists. I had a, I had a sketchbook and I would go around and you know you you, 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 you get, get to, sketches. You get to meet these people that are Sam creating Keith. your uh, your your favorites.
2: Yeah, right.
3: And, uh, and putting them, you know, putting giving you your stories and giving you your artwork, and you get to uh, you get to meet and greet them and, and have a piece to take home right. with them if they're gracious enough to give that to you. I was I remember those Ron Wagner. Did an Nth Man sketch for me. Right. Uh, it, it was my only real interaction as, as, a, as a kid, like my, my very first con experiences uh, with me and my dad when uh, that was, uh, it was late 80s, early 90s-ish or yeah. so. Um, and I wish I still had that. I don't know where that landed. But yeah, that's that's how it used to be. You just uh, This artist happened to be at XYZ Con and Wayne. It. And you went and like, oh, hey,
5: great to meet you. You're writing my favorite book now. This is what I suspect um, goes into this. It's it's a couple of different things. I think years ago, the conventions probably paid the guests a lot more to appear at a convention. Right. Right? They got a flat fee to appear. They didn't have a motivation to charge. I suspect what's happened in years is that in order to keep costs down, conventions give guests – Less money, if at all. Yep. Right. Yeah. If (laughs) at all, depending on the guests. If at all. Pay you at all. And instead, in order for the guests to cover the cost of going to the convention and everything else associated with it, they charge. Yep. So that's part of it. Part of it, I bet, is crowd control. Yeah. Right. A a, a line for shitbag Liefeld that was free. It could be an eight hour line because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people who like pouches and spades for feet. (laughs) <laughs> when you start charging people that line might drop down to three hours well suddenly that line becomes manageable right but like scott now now so you mentioned scott snyder which is funny because when court of owls first came out so whenever the new 52 reboot happened okay um so well before rebirth snyder was still free and so was capullo as a matter of fact i have a court of owls mask Oh, yeah. That that. I got signed by Snyder and yep. Capullo yep. Yep. for free. Nice. I got online. I got to the front of the line. They signed it. And I was done. That was it. Yep. Um. So I, I suspect that's what it is. You can't always fully put the blame on the artist. I, I know that the, I know that's. I know that's where you want to go, and this guy is in doing that. He talked about the company that's repping them. Yeah, and he's right.
3: There are a lot of factors that right. go into it beyond just the artist. Your, well, your agents alone got to get their taste right. too. So that's, I think, that's where a lot of this
5: is probably coming from. Right, a lot of it is from agents. A lot of it is from the guest fees, and again, a lot of it is the cons. Used to, let's say, they used to give you a thousand dollars. Well, now they're like, well, we're not going to give you a thousand dollars. We'll give you two fifty, but you can charge. Yeah. Well, how, how do you make up the other seven fifty? When you charge, <laughs> bring, uh, bring whatever, right, bring and, some shit to right. sign. And there you go. I know it sucks, but that's the reality of it. Unfortunately, I,
3: as this culture has grown to the size that it has, and these events have grown to the size they have. It's, it's just, a, it, and, there's money to be
5: made. So people are going to monetize right. things. And, and here's the, uh, as best they can. Here's another part of it too. Um, and, and this is the, you know, this is the, a few, a few people spoil it for the rest of us. I think some creators got tired of, I think some creators got tired of signing books at conventions and then immediately seeing them for sale for That's four also and five too. times the cost. Three booths over from where they're signing. Yep, which happens also. And I also think what happened is, um, guys and. People still fucking do this when when creators are there for free. I was at a, I was at a small convention recently that one in Seagulls, East Coast Comic Con. And I forget who the creator was. I forget who it was, but some guy pulled up to this guy's booth with a short box full of books oh, and the pulled, pulled the here. entire box, entire stack of books out to get signed. No. Now this creator was not charging. He was very polite. I think he told the guy he you know he can only sign a handful of them. He gave him a cap, right. but I, but I suspect that part of this is because guys like that would get a fifty issue run signed by a creator. Yep. Now everybody else online is waiting. What are you really doing with fifty issues? Well, you're fucking selling them. Chances are. Yep. So I mean, you know, is Liefeld a dickbag for selling key issues? Well, here's the problem with that logic. To you, a key it, issue will fetch more, right? Especially with his autograph. Well, f- think, um, about yeah. think about it. I think about it. You know, first appearance of Deadpool by Liefeld. It's clearly going to fetch more than uh, Young Blood issue one. Yeah. Who fucking cares about Young Blood? Um, so I mean, you know, he's. I mean, he's he's charging more for key issues because they're probably worth more. Key issues are also a lot more rare because a lot of those key issues weren't printed in quite the quantity that they are now. Right. So I don't necessarily. It's kind of a dickish. Honestly, he just shouldn't sell key issues. He should just sell like prints and posters and shit and and call it a day. But I mean, I find I have a hard time putting all the blame on the. And again, the caller is not doing this, but I have a hard time putting the blame on the on the on the creators. I think they're trying to make their money. I mean, it's. Listen, as a
3: creative, it's so hard to get paid for the work that you do, especially as an artist. Sure, if you are an artist, and even if you're a big league artist, it's still hard right. to, to keep that money coming in. So, I mean, you you have to find a way to get paid. You have to, and if in the process of promoting your work via a con, uh, you also have to find a way to get paid within that. Then, then so be it. You know, as long as we're i be getting paid. Getting paid reasonably for for the interaction, I, I can get behind. It's it's gouging that I struggle with. Right, and you start doing, hey, we're going to have a photo op with uh, this really popular person. It's going to cost you five hundred dollars yeah. to spend less than thirty seconds with this person. Right, probably closer to fifteen. Smile, say cheese, get the fuck out. Yeah, five hundred dollars, please, and not to a charity, not to anything other than to pay for for that uh, that artist but, yeah. and. Again there's other factors probably within that as far as agencies and and you know whoever wh- whoever is getting them there in the first place right. will have to get their taste which is why it's so outlandish. Um but still it's it's you know it's it's hard to um it's hard to get paid. What I don't understand is is why more people don't adopt the simplest of strategies to fight the eBay type folks. What's your name?
5: Yeah. Uh Matt, great to meet you Matt. To Matt. Because you know signature. why? Signature. Look, as a, as a, I don't mind. I get everything personalized that I sure. can. Sure. But some people are real personal. Some people that even don't, some people who legitimately don't have the intention of flipping it just don't want it personalized. They just want a signature right. on it. I mean, so I get that. But it, it look, it's, it, it, I don't know. It is what it is. We're not going to, we're not, there's, you know, it's a good point. It's yep. a good observation. But it just kind of is what it is. The, I think uh, it's the nature of the beast. Yeah.
3: It's, it's going to happen. The, the, yeah. People are going to charge for their time and charge for their reps, and that's certainly fine. I think the, the, where the trend becomes disturbing is in how far are they willing to push it and how how much are fans going to allow that to happen by
5: paying yeah. like, an outlandish price like, to,
3: to get these things from these, these artists at the Kevin
5: yeah. Eastman was charging almost 100 bucks, I think, the last time I saw yeah. him. I didn't pay that. Yeah. But – I mean, because I already had a bunch of stuff signed by him from years prior, but right. but uh, and I interviewed him and was able to get something, but um, but he was charging I think a hundred bucks. I mean, no. I, I mean, I get you created the turtles, but you know, hundred bucks, exactly. You know, draw me a be, sketch for a hundred bucks. Yeah, that I might consider. There, yeah, there you go. That I'd consider. There you go. Give me a, give me a nice Donatello sketch. <laughs> we could talk. <laughs> All right. Um, we have one more thing, and then I think we're running long, so we're gonna, we'll are we wrap it up after this. But we have um, a con review now yes. from our friend, uh, West Coast Correspondent, Scott. So let's play that. All
4: right. Hey, guys. It is West Coast Correspondent Scott here at YMINCA on Twitter. I wanted to give you guys a review of WhedonCon 2018. That is the Joss Whedon convention out here in L.A. It was at the Warner Center Marriott this year. This is the third year that they've done this convention it is a fan-run charity convention designed to be intimate where you really get to meet and hang out with a lot of people that really like Joss Whedon Properties as well as a lot of the actors and contributors and writers from Whedon Properties. It's really fantastic. I know I have probably gushed about them uh, to you guys over the past couple of years. My wife and I have met more people at this convention that have become you know real-life, long-term friends than any other con we go to. And so I don't know if that's just a combination of how of the size of the convention or just the great people that all have something in common, but it's a really great convention. This year, uh, the keynote guest was Sean Mayer and then also uh, James Marsters, who did a concert with Ghost of the Robot, his band – they all show up at the after parties. There's like a nightlife at this convention. When the condors close, you can go to a sh- darn good shindig or a cosplay contest or a Caritas karaoke hosted by a friend of mine named Ray who was in full Lorn makeup and cosplay. It's just awesome. So I highly recommend it. I got to play Win, Lose, or Draw with Camden Toy and James Woodward and jo- Joe Ackman. I mean, it was super fun. You get access to the talent they hang out with you they're just there having as much fun as you are so look up weed if you're in the la area it's going to be next june i highly recommend that you go to it if you want a little more information about this my wife and i do a podcast where we talk about our convention adventures you can find us at pi day cosplay that's p-i-d-a-y-c-o-s-p-l-a-y on twitter you can find the podcast on itunes and until next time this is west coast correspondent scott signing off
3: nice
5: I love Scott. Scott's a man. He does he does um and he talked about their their podcast which is great. You should check out Pie Day. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Pi Day. Jesus fucking Christ. Cosplay. <laughs> he does Dr. Horrible. Your arm numb? There or... it is. I, my face <laughs> is numb. To worry. I can't see out of my left eye. Um he he cosplays Dr. Horrible uh, spectacularly by the yeah, way. Yeah, spectacularly yes. by the way. So um yeah, what what they're great people. He's 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 a, he's a nice fella. Yep, that's Scott. I'm actually sad because I I normally get to see him at San Diego. Right? Am I going this Is year? Not going this year? Oh, nah, man. Man. Well, I'm in serious um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, so check out their podcast. Thank you, Scott. Of course, great and stuff. Um, and it's and it's a, I
3: think that's a nice way to end because as he was talking and talking about the con itself, the people at the con, I started thinking about the fandom and. I, am I thinking correctly that we Whedon's fandom is largely a non-cancerous, terrible fandom? Oh, uh, largely. I mean, every every fandom's got their pain in, um, pain in the ass,
5: but largely, like that. I, and I think you run into some trouble with some of the Buffy people,
3: but not so not so much. Like maybe. A little pissy with with Joss bit. here and there, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but as as fans of Joss and and a fandom overall, yeah, uh, it seems like there, there's nobody really attacking the other properties no. or or going out. It's certainly not going after creatives or anything. Everybody's just kind of one big happy family. And I think that's a nice. Uh, and I got a friend again. Hello, that's a nice way to. Um, I think it's a nice way to end since we came in the gate with uh, toxic fandom. It's nice to talk about one that's maybe not quite so miserable.
5: I don't. know. I've never met an angry brown coat. Yeah, no. So. They're still good people. No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Um, of course, with that, I think we are going to uh, to start to wrap this that one up. Sounds like a plan. Don't forget, you can find us online, bkgeekstuff dot New episodes of the show um, go up on Thursdays, unless, of course, you're a patron, then they go up Tuesday nights. Um, we haven't gotten any new patrons, you know. Last month, a little bit. A little bit. So you know, maybe you should well, spread that so word. Out. You know, a buck, two bucks, three bucks. We have people who donate to the begathon every year. They'll give us like 20 or 30 bucks. Instead of giving us 30 bucks for the Begathon, join Patreon for a buck a month right. or three a month or whatever it is. Or five and or least, ten. And, well, yeah. But, <laughs> and at least get something out of it. You get the prep sheets. You get the show early. You get the Discord chat room. Get something out of your money. Yeah. Join it up. Patreon.com backslash BK um, On social media, I am Geekstuff OG across all of the platforms. And I am uh, K Robert Marlowe on Twitter.
3: Oh, the cat is grabbing onto my leg to not fall. And you got claws, brother. Uh, K Robert Marlowe on Twitter and Instagram and Flick Dude
5: on the PlayStation Network. Oh, I think he drew blood.
4: Oh, I think there's blood
5: underneath them jeans. Big Kev is uh, B K G S or no, B K Geek Stuff. I'm sorry, you can check him out. On social media as well. Of course, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, um, you could do so by giving us a call. 201-730-BKGS. That's right. And uh, I think
3: now, PK... Wait, hold on one second, because i got to get to the knobs. Yeah. i got to... There we go. We're going to set you down, buddy. Okay. Now I'm ready.
5: (laughs) All right, PK. We are going to end this show (laughs) the way we end some shows, by saying... Good night to your perfect skin, pretentious PK. Wherever you are.
3: And on that note,
0: we cue the music. Mm-hmm.